0: Prepare
1: for launch. Launch is a series of short videos and curated resources to support and equip ministry leaders for the important work that God calls us to, the work of growing in love of God and neighbor and the transformation of today's world. Welcome to this episode of
0: Launch Faith Formation. This is the third in a three-part series of how to move ministry forward out of the pandemic when there is still quite a bit of uncertainty. If, like me, you keep opening your fall planning calendar, trying to imagine the new normal, but quickly get overwhelmed thinking about all the possibilities, this episode is for you. I'm Christine, and I'm here with Tanya and Kathy, and we are your launch team.
1: Before we dive in, I invite you to listen to the first and second episodes, Rest and Reflect. Our belief is that it is helpful to imagine preparing for post-pandemic ministry as if we are on a long hike through the wilderness, when a cycle of rest, reflection, and reorienting ourselves is essential to reaching the final destination. This episode is designed to help us figure out the direction for the next part of the journey. We like to start each episode with a fun question. Today, I'm wondering about a trip you've taken when you had to reorient yourself mid-journey.
0: I can start. A few years ago, one of our wilderness trip leaders became ill at the airport before they were about to take off and asked me if I could jump in. So I rushed to the airport, uh, packed within two hours, but I didn't actually know where we were going. There was a man on the airplane sitting next to me and he said, where are you going? And I I couldn't tell him. So I had to look quickly, look through the devotional and try to figure that out. But I felt like that whole trip, I was sort of thinking, okay, what state am I in? Where am I hiking and where am I going? Because it all happened so quickly. Tanya, how about you?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I'm directionally challenged. And so I've had to reorient and find my way many a times, I can't think of one story, but I also know that I'm a planner and I like to have control. And so I always say um, when things don't go according to plan, my GPS is always saying recalculate, recalculate, recalculate. And one example that I, that comes to mind when I think about this is when I was in college, I went with this plan that I was going to major in music and psychology and just one thing after another kept getting in my way. And I kept feeling like I was recalculating, recalculating. And so um, one day I went to sign up for classes for the next semester and the psychology class I had to have was full. And the professor who was sitting there said, well, sorry, that this class is full. You might want to go try a religion class since you have to have one of those to graduate. And so I found myself wandering over to the religion class table and I Signed up for a class. And three and a half years later, I ended up majoring in religion and going to seminary. And the rest, I guess, is history. But it was that call to recalculate and simply just go to a different table um, that kind of changed my course and my destination, if you will. Kathy, how about you? Wow.
1: Yeah. My husband and I were driving to a conference in Atlanta And as we drove through Kentucky somewhere along the way, we made a wrong turn and ended up at a dead end at the Kentucky River. Like Literally, we couldn't go anywhere, any forward. So we had to backtrack with our infant. Uh, It was a long backtrack and a major reorientation, but we made it eventually to Atlanta. Well, perhaps you've seen the swirl of recent articles on languishing in this phase of the pandemic the New York Times describes languishing as a sense of stagnation and emptiness. It isn't burnout or depression. It's really struggling to concentrate, feeling like you're muddling through the days and looking at the future through a fog. I've experienced it as something I've called the COVID wall, um, and others have named it like that too. Does
2: this resonate with any of you? Absolutely, Kathy. I know throughout this last year, I continually say my synapses are not firing and have talked a lot about having decision fatigue. So this really resonated with me for sure. What about you, Christine? Yeah, I
0: agree. What I'm noticing is that people are frequently commenting that they lack their usual focus. And I, for one, have not been able to read the, what, the volume and I'm just not, I can't motivate myself to To read and I uh, recently heard a colleague say exactly the same thing and I was so relieved to hear that I'm not alone in that struggle to focus. Um, So interestingly one of the antidotes to languishing is uh, small wins. And looking at the future through a fog is what I'm experiencing. I think many others are too. Uh, that's what ministry looks like right now. Is um, you know talking a lot about the new normal, but not being quite sure what it is. And it seems like a very big undertaking in many cases.
2: It's so true, Christine. And, and as I think about this idea of a new ministry normal. I kind of envision a new normal where leaders are able to focus on the best research and practices for faith formation, and they have the courage to move forward and to try new things. Mm, Tanya, could you say more about that? Sure. I can try. I think that there are at least two concepts that are foundational to faith formation, no matter your circumstance and situation. First, Faith formation is a lifelong and 24-7 process where we grow in love of God and neighbor. And it's important to remember that we do this work at home, in our faith communities, and out in the world too. This is why a hybrid approach to ministry is essential as we have the opportunity to connect and respond to God every moment of every day, no matter where we are. The second thing that I think we need to remember, no matter what type of ministry we're creating, is that faith formation is relational. Our faith communities offer an invitation into the work of lifelong faith formation. And our communities provide resources and opportunities to practice our faith together. We know that we can do this important work gathered in person or online. In our homes, we have an opportunity to engage in this lifelong process, again, every moment of every day, as we incorporate practices in our daily lives that keep us connected and nurture our relationships with God and neighbor. We meet God when we interact with others. And sometimes I think this is what made that this last year so hard and so beautiful when we were able to find new ways to connect. Connection includes peer relationships and intergenerational relationships. We all need shepherds and guides who not only model the faith, but who come alongside us as we practice and learn together. It's important to remember that this is an experiential and active process that requires a safe space for wonder, imagination, and play. No matter our age, we are always growing always learning new skills, and always sharpening the tools that we have for this meeting-making process. Did that help, Kathy?
1: It does. Thanks. It also reminds me of the Washington Post article that asked parents what a better normal looked like post-pandemic. Our ministry, better normal, is grounded in our why, nurturing disciples, and these foundational principles you named for faith formation, Tanya. The question is, how do we start heading in the direction we need to go toward a better normal without getting overwhelmed at the length and scope of the journey?
0: Thank you, Kathy. That's a great question. Uh, So this is the reorient part of our rest, reflect, reorient cycle. Uh, we sort of borrowed this from an experience I had kayaking on uh, Lake Superior. So when we set out in the morning, our guide would point to you know sort of a fuzzy blur in the distance and say, "We're headed toward that island," and we would get begin paddling. And as we got closer and closer, then the guide would reorient us just slightly. So you know we went from paddle toward the blob to paddle toward the the hill on the left side of the blob, or that tall tree now, and now you can see the dock paddle there. So there's just a minor adjustment as we got closer and closer. So giving myself permission at this stage of ministry to take a small step or a paddle stroke in the right direction and trusting that the Holy Spirit will continue to guide us on the journey is helping me to overcome
1: the sense of languishing that I've been feeling. Yeah. So how do you reorient finding one next small step? Where do you start? Tanya, what do you
2: think? Great question, Kathy. I hope that the reflect step in our second episode really helped everyone notice some exciting places where the spirit is moving in their lives and in the ministry that they're leading. I also hope that it helped each of us name some of the challenges we're facing. Those places of struggle might actually be opportunities to prune or reimagine ministry. Excitement might point to ministry and relationships that God's calling us to nurture. And so one way to discern next steps is to think about what is God calling us to nurture, to prune, and to plant. And Kathy and Christine, as I talk about this, I'm wondering, do you all have any practical examples of what this might look like?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, Milestones might be something to nurture in your context. In many churches, the strongest engagement was with baptism, a baptism milestone, or back-to-school blessing, or welcoming new babies, receiving Bibles, confirmation, those pieces. Even when people were zoomed out, the rituals and milestones were important enough that people kept showing up. That tells me that strengthening existing and developing new milestones might be one step churches can take toward fruitful ministry.
0: Yeah. Thanks for that question, Tanya. I know that for me, I'm going to be pruning some things that weren't working even before COVID. Uh, One of those things is our fifth and sixth grade curriculum where kids learned what Tanya likes to call a lot of stuff and things about Jesus's life, Uh, like what foods he might've eaten what homes were like, what jobs people had. And when it was created, it was a really forward thinking curriculum. It was hands-on learning and project-based, but it's been a few decades. And even though the adults in the congregation seem to love it, uh, the children, not as much. Uh, It was feeling a little bit young for them. And there was a lot of disengaging from it. So Then we had COVID, and during remote learning, our middle schoolers just couldn't engage with any more online anything. So online youth group was hard to do and online Sunday school. So maybe not forever in our ministry going forward, but for this fall, we anticipate being able to gather in person again, at least somewhat, and we won't be going back to that old curriculum. We'll be focusing on how to rebuild that sense of community and those relationships among those students.
2: It's important to remember that Pruning gives us the space we need to start planting new seeds for ministry as well. An example of a new thing that I've seen happening in churches over the last year is a lot of creativity with online worship. You know, a year ago, many churches were forced to do something online. And as the time went by, there were many who came up with some really creative approaches and now that they're able to do more of a hybrid ministry with in person gathering and online, I'm just really watching to see what new plants emerge from those small seeds they planted a year ago, not knowing what would grow. It's really exciting to watch. And as we watch those seeds grow, we remember and we identify the parts of ministry that God is calling us to nurture to prune, and to plant, revealing the next step on the longer journey to the new and better or more fruitful ministry normal.
0: Thank you. Friends, just as the cycle of rest, reflection, and reorientation sustains us on a long wilderness journey, it also sustains us on this journey of nurturing disciples for the transformation of the world. I pray that you find peace in knowing that you don't have to have the final destination in sight today, just the next right step. And may God, who has called you to lead in this time and place, continue to bless, strengthen, and nurture you. We'll see you next time. Launch is a podcast produced by the Reverend Dr. Tanya Campen, the Reverend Christine Hides, and the Reverend Kathy Pittenger. To find more about Faith Formation, please visit faithformationplaylist.weebly.com. Please subscribe and join us for our next launch. Launch,
2: launch.